Welcome to The Breakdown. I'm your host, Isaac Mateus. I'm here with Stephen and Johnny. In our show, The Breakdown, we seek to equip students and parents with a biblical framework, practical wisdom, and resources so they would further their relationship with Jesus Christ and further the mission of God. Guys, let's get started with the show. Heidi ho neighbors. Have you guys, uh, you guys... Isaac, do you want to try that one again? No, but you guys have... Uh, listen, this oh, has always boy. stuck with me since I was young. Heidi ho Do you remember... Did you guys ever watch Home Improvement? Wilson Wilson. Yeah, did you guys ever watch Home Improvement? No, no, so, I just guessed that name. Some. Yeah, so there's a character in Home Improvement. Thank you, Johnny, for saying his name. Thank you for stealing my thunder, as always. Uh, Wilson. As always. <laughs> as always. Wilson. Yeah, listen, dude, you upstage me in everything you do. Every time you walk into a room, everybody loves you more, and it feels bad. Feels I love bad. you guys. Feels bad, man. I wish I could be like you, Johnny. I wish I could be as strong as you uh, in actuality, because I'm I'm a skeleton man. So, anyway, Wilson, though, this character in Wilson, uh, Stephen, if you've not seen it, uh, and for those of you... I mean, I've seen it. I just didn't watch it very Yeah, often. for those like, of you who have not seen it, there's TV this amazing though. character named Wilson where uh, Tim Allen, his character... Uh, I think it's just Tim, right? It's ju- he's just playing himself, which is odd. Tim Taylor. Oh, Tim Taylor, very similar. And, and Wilson's last name is Wilson. It's Wilson Wilson. It's amazing. Kind of funny. That's an amazing name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so every time Tim is having an issue, he goes and he's like, he just goes to his backyard, and then Wilson's always there, but you can never see his face because his his fence is really tall, so you just see his eyes, and he always has like a fishing cap on, and he always gives Tim like the wisest words, and then Tim's like, oh, good, good, good idea, Wilson. So every and every time he would see him, he would say, "Heidi ho, neighbor." That was his. That was his thing. Anyway, that's not that's not important right now. Thanks. Yeah, it's not important. Anyway, we're back. We're back. The breakdown. Johnny, Steven, how you guys doing? Doing well. Even better now. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, I think I'm doing worse, but I'm doing good. I'm doing okay, well, wow. right. it's always encouraging when you <laughs> when your friends tell you they're doing worse when you talk. That's okay. Uh, all right. So on the agenda, on the docket. Thank you guys for coming, by the way. Uh, coronavirus is going crazy. We're almost sort of open, sort of not, but here we are. But here we are. We got a question emailed into us, boys. We got a question emailed into us recently, by the way. This is a recent thing. Um, that means somebody's listening. Yeah, somebody podcast. actually took up. Yes. Yeah. Somebody I mean, actually. I know took we've up. had people listening, but it's mm-hmm. great when they they. But somebody thinks we might actually be able to shed some light on. Something oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It's a great question wow. too. So, on the docket, I'm going to just read the question. It says uh, this. If God knew we were going to sin, why did he create us? Since he created us, he had to sacrifice his son, even though Jesus came back to life. Also, if he doesn't like sin, then why doesn't he just get rid of it? Uh, He has the power to do that, right? Question mark. And so, okay, so there's multiple questions in this one question. It's It's a beefy question. So the first question is why... If God knew we were going, if we were going to sin, why did He create us? So that, let's just start with kind of there. Yeah, and it, it's complicated. I mean, it's not just easy. Sure. Um, and we were talking about this earlier, and you actually had some some great points. So I was gonna, okay. I was hopefully like gonna let you and Johnny kind of start this off, and then I'll jump in. But because it was, you know, you were just taking class and kind oh, of yeah, discussed of this at some point. So I was gonna let y'all kind of come up with what was fresh on y'all's mind. Yeah. Well, it's important to know as well that. The Bible doesn't explicitly say why God created uh, people. So can we have a definitive answer? No. But can we have a pretty good, um, accurate answer? Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think you can come up with a reasonable answer. Yeah, for There's no, like, one verse. It's just like, man, this is why God did everything. Yeah. Um, 
although it's implied all through scripture and you can kind of walk Certainly. away going, man, I think I got a handle on it. But yeah, sometimes it's more difficult than it seems as well. So it's a great question. Whoever submitted mm-hmm. this, it's a, it is a good question. Yeah, it's not like it's not like in second hesitations. God's like, hey, <laughs> just in case you were wondering why I created things, yeah. here it is. Yeah, I created is for this reason. You know, yeah, first opinions. So yeah, there's I mean there's there's a good good bit of uh, conjecture I think. But what yeah. Bible are you all reading? <laughs> first opinions, second hesitations. Uh, my yeah. Bible. Oh, oh, Bible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's the Isaac <laughs> yeah. Standard Version. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I was reading the same one actually, the Isaac Standard Version. Really? Yeah. You yeah. got it. That's where I first sent it to you. Came from. Oh, that's nice. I stole it. I'm glad that. Oh, you stole it. Yeah. Well, that's. Ascend. That's even in the Isaac. I hacked your computer and Mm. got it from you. All right, so back to the question. You're hacking my. You're definitely not. I know you're lying (laughs) at this point because I. I, You can't even barely send an email sometimes. Anyway, so okay, so spell it right. So thinking about thinking about like okay, why does God create? So like, I think there is. It's a very deep question, and it seems that there's kind of like two, sort of main factors uh, that play into why God creates. So. God creates in Genesis. Uh, he creates all these things. He sets up the garden in such a way uh, that people can be there. And people are kind of the last thing that he creates. They're sort of the they're viewed as kind of the, the crowning achievement of creation, essentially. Uh, and they're made in God's image specifically. And so um, there seems to be this very, very strong thread uh, that God really desires relationship with people and to be in relationship, right? And that's sort of messed up uh, in Genesis 3 when they fall and sin. Um, but it seems that God is continually seeking out relationship. But on the flip side, Johnny was, was talking to us about this, um, that there's this, there's this big push as well that God desires glory. He desires a relationship with people that in turn bring him glory, uh, that God desires for people to enter into this kind of wonderful thing that him him uh, the son and the holy spirit have in trinity in this beautiful community he wants people to enter into that and by entering into that he then receives glory and honor because now he has these people that are in his image that have been redeemed uh, have been saved and now they're looking and, and being conformed more into the image of christ and so yeah so so the glory of god is a theme that we see throughout scripture right even uh, Paul, as he's writing Colossians in chapter 1, verse 16, he says, For by him, talking about Jesus, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. Right? So Jesus, as the agent of creation, all things were made through him, but he was also the goal of creation because they were made for him, for his glory. Right? So um, as we're looking even at creation, the the... Uh, I've said this before, so forgive me if you heard this before, but from the blue whale, which is the largest creature on earth, down to the tiniest microscopic germ, all things were created for Jesus. And that includes people for his glory. And additionally, in Luke chapter 15, we have the parable of the lost coin, and we see where uh, Jesus is comparing uh, a lost coin to people, and he's saying that when the lost coin is found, uh, the woman rejoices because she found this coin that was lost. And, and he says that when a sinner repents, that it causes the angels to rejoice. And, and God gets glory from people who were lost, dying, and going to hell, repenting and entering into a right relationship with him. 
So um, glory is definitely a, an, an aspect mm-hmm. of why God would have for created sure. people. Yeah, sure. and it's so fascinating. Uh, you, you see in the text, like earlier in Genesis, uh, God doesn't just create us in his image. He creates us in his likeness, which means mankind is now able to think uh, and act and, and respond and plan. And we, we do things like God that creation doesn't. And, um, you know, we, we invent stuff. Yeah, uh, we come up with long-term plans, and we uh, we communicate well, and we write, and we you know we write books, and we create things, and we do mm-hmm. art, and we figure out how to fly airplanes, and all kinds of stuff that you know the rest of creation does not do. Um, and so there's a difference between us and the rest of creation, which is why we you know that's what we're the pinnacle of all creation in that. Um, but it's very obvious in the garden that God desires a relationship with mankind. And it's very obvious in Genesis 1 that, like, man, there's something going on. Uh, you even see the whole Trinity come together, uh, like, let's make man like us, you know. And you see this taking place. And then, you know, all throughout the Scripture, like, there's this ongoing uh, work from the Lord to create opportunity for man to have a right relationship with God Mm -hmm. and so God desires to be in the presence of people and he desires to be with them and desires not to destroy them um, but to to love them and care for them he has compassion for them and he does desire this relationship Um, but then like in Daniel 7 and Revelation 4 and 5 and and then going on you see that like Jesus is given all dominion and glory mm-hmm. and honor, and he is the very definition of glory. Like, he is the one that is glory um, by definition, kind of when, it, when it's all summed up in, uh, in him. Um, and he desires, like we, we were talking earlier, like even in Revelation, when it's all said and done with, he creates a new heaven mm-hmm. with, in which... Everybody who is saved is with him in right yep. relationship and in his in like we're there basking in his glory in right relationship. And so we are partaking in his presence and in his glory. And so it's better for us to be there. Mm-hmm. And he is gaining glory and honor and worship and praise and a relationship in which like he's done everything to secure a right relationship with us because we believed and repented. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the beauty of the gospel. It's like all the way from the beginning, go back to like Genesis, you know, as soon as Adam and Eve blow it, like God creates this opportunity for them to still be in relationship with him. Instead of just like, man, you blew it, you're done. Yeah, you're I'm going to wipe you off the face of the earth and we're mm-hmm. going to try again. Like you see God's actual love and desire for relationship because he offers the opportunity for redemption. Sure. And that opportunity for redemption is given to all mankind. Some people like to draw that line. Like God created people knowing that they were going to sin and he doesn't even give them the opportunity to 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 be right after they sin. Like, man, mm-hmm. you blew it. You're done. You're going to hell. And I'm going to wait till Jesus comes before I give the opportunity for salvation. And that's just not... Like people think that, but that's not the way the text works. Yeah. So even early on, as soon as mankind sins, you see this thread and theme of redemption that's there, and it's enough. So you see people as early as you know Adam and Eve and Seth, and like their own children mm-hmm. have the opportunity to walk with God, and yeah. Noah has the opportunity, and Enoch, and you see this like going through the text. Or by the time you get to Abraham, even you've got multiple people who were who were walking with God, they're in right relationship. And so that's offered to 
to humanity mm-hmm. from the beginning for sure. uh, of mm-hmm. people. And so I think it's helpful for people to, to know that. Like some people think like, man, as soon as they blew it, like why did God do this? Because he knew they were going to sin, which is he did know that. But he offers redemption as soon as that sin takes place. Yeah. And that was part of the plan all along. We see that in the scripture. Yeah, even... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, Stephen, you alluded to this earlier, and I'm kind of throwing this at you guys, and uh, I apologize for that. But um, we as people, as mankind, we are the only thing in creation that is an image bearer mm-hmm. of God. Sure. And we bear that image certainly in relationship, right, where we can have a relationship with each other and him. Uh, we bear that image as well in taking authority, dominion, cr- creating things out of chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, so so this idea of us being an image bearer, not only does it allow us to have a relationship with God, but it also allows us to bring him glory as we are examples of him mm-hmm. um, as we live our lives. So Yeah, 100%. Yeah, for sure. I, and and I, I just, there's, I think there's a really uh, beautiful uh succinctness with the fact that man god creates us in such a way that we can have relationship and he also creates us in such a way that because of that relationship we can kind of bring him unique glory that like the the plants and uh the rocks and all his creation bring him a a level of glory because he created it so he's known as creator but now with us he can have a real personal relationship with us so it's more than just i'm creator no now i'm father now I'm savior. Uh, now I'm a justifier. Like there's so many things that it, it allows this wonderful thing where people can now enter in relationship and we can bring him glory and we can bring him honor. And it's, it's this really interesting thing. And, um, and, and we can also bring him dishonor and mm-hmm. we cannot bring him glory by sure. our actions and by our rejection of him. And this is kind of where you see the, the the freedom uh, or free will of humanity in that they have the ability to choose to follow the Lord or not. Um, they have the ability to choose to sin or not. Um, and so every day you wake up and you got you have the freedom to go and just do something terrible or not, mm-hmm. and you have to choose to to do something and what you're going to do. And and um. Like the rest of creation doesn't have this same kind of interaction with the Lord in which uh, the rest of creation is not condemned to hell based upon their rejection of God. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they do bring him glory just by their existence. And I think sure. to some degree, mankind brings God glory by their existence, but by their actions and their rejection of the Lord, they can also bring God not glory. And so I think yeah. in the end, when it's all said and done with, I think we do in the end, right, all cry out, and uh, you know who he is and sure. all all things bring god glory but that doesn't mean that like the heart of god is to have people in hell because we see in the scripture he wishes none to perish yeah. mm-hmm. um, it breaks god's heart to have to punish people but because he's just and right he does so but he gives us the freedom to love him like that yeah. shows way more compassion even when i think about like raising my own children there's times <laughs> where like, I don't want to give them the freedom to choose to love me or not because they might say they don't, mm-hmm. right? No, that I, feels pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it certainly would. Like, there's times where I just want them to do whatever I tell them to do, uh, and there's a, there's a great risk in that, um, and it, it shows even more a, a, a love and a compassion from the Lord to even give us the opportunity to reject Him. Uh, but, oh, the sweetness of the relationship when we don't reject Him 
and we do submit to him and we do repent now that is a sweet thing that brings god just so much glory yeah for sure. so so we all get to bring god glory some yeah. now with yeah. their free choice yeah. mm-hmm. to place their faith in him but like you were saying Stephen, in uh, philippians chapter 2 right one day every knee will tongue uh, every knee will bow and tongue will confess if my mouth can make words every knee will bow and tongue will confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father mm-hmm. right so um certainly then mm-hmm. but for some now yeah right yeah now and then <laughs> yeah and I, it I, yeah there's there's a lot you know um even when you think about the just the simple act of after adam and eve sin and they go they're uh exiled out of the garden and God still slays an animal and gives them clothing. Mm-hmm. You know, that's sort of just this this wonderful picture of God continuing to, to desire relationship and desire to save people, desire for them not to perish and that to bring them glory. It's a, it's a really good thing. So, so I think we've kind of covered at least some of that. There's a lot more we could say, but I think we, we need to move on just because yeah. of the... So the short answer, why did God create people? <laughs> yeah. For relationship and for his glory. Yeah. yeah. Amen. Amen. That's it. I like that. Uh, so there's another question. Um, also, uh, if he doesn't like sin, then why doesn't he just get rid of it? He has the power to do that, right? So now we have kind of the, the, the question of, okay, so... He wants to bring glory to himself. He wants to be in relationship with people. So why doesn't, like, why didn't he just end it? Like, why doesn't he just end sin? Yeah, so I I think we answered this question in depth um, in episode four on the problem of evil, um, in which we said that God could justly punish sin immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, He could justly end my life the second that I, do what we call the the smallest of sins because I'm deserving of death. The wages of sin is death. But if God were to do that, um, there wouldn't be a chance for repentance. Sure. Um, but there also wouldn't be a chance for me to continue to sin, right? So the reason that I can reach out and I think we use the example of punching yeah. you, yeah. right? Some, somebody's yeah. getting punched. The, the, reason, the reason I could reach out and slap you, punch you, whatever, Isaac, right now yeah. is because God did not immediately require death of me when I sinned initially. Mm -hmm. So I can continue sinning because I've not yet received the punishment for my sin. Um, Thankfully, because I placed my my faith in Jesus, Jesus received the punishment that I deserve for my sin. Um, But I still get to live, right? I I, I still get to go on messing up, right? (laughs) So I have a freedom to continue to sin. And if God created me in such a way that um, it was impossible for me to sin, Right then, I, w- I want to have a choice, right? And and I think we answered in in that podcast that love requires a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so if God loves us and if we want to love Him, um, there needs to be choices involved. Yeah, genuine yeah. love. And I think I alluded to this, or I did allude to this a while ago. Um, you know, uh, I when we think about why the Lord allows sin to continue, um, it goes back to His heart. Uh, verse 9 of Second Peter chapter 3 says, The Lord is, is not slow about his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, mm. not wishing for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. You know, I think about this, and, and there's part of me sometimes that, that wonders, Lord, why don't you just stop 
stop the world and stop things from from taking place and stop bad things from happening. Uh, and there's a reality to that, man. If the Lord had stopped that you know, 30 years ago, mm. I wouldn't know Him. Yeah. Uh, and the Lord was patient, mm-hmm. and He allowed me to know Him, and He allowed me to have a right relationship with Him, and so. I get the sentiment of like, man, if God, if you hate sin, why didn't you stop it? And the reality is he loves me more than he hates the sin, I think. Uh, to, uh, or, or at least you see the heart for him to love people so much that he's willing to allow sin to continue on uh, so that not everyone would perish. And you kind of see the heart of the Lord there. like, um, And that that's not like... God doesn't just put up with sin and tolerate it without punishing it and all that kind of stuff. And you'll see in the end, like it's going to be done away with forever, mm-hmm. in which there will yeah. be no sin. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the the reason that it's that God allows it to go on, even though He certainly has the authority and the power and the ability to just stop it all now, mm-hmm. the reason He allows it to go on is because He actually wants as many to repent as can. And he desires for his greatest of creations to follow him and be obedient to him and to love him back. And, you know, uh, when I think about, man, do I want God to end sin? Like, the, it sounds anti-spiritual to say no. Like, the answer is yes. Yeah, you want that to take place. But at the cost of people not knowing him. Yeah. Like, that that cautions me to say, well, maybe I don't want to say that too fast. Because if that had happened, you know, 30 years ago, I wouldn't know him. And selfishly, I'm like, man, I, I want everybody to know him the way I yeah. know him. So if it means that he has to tarry for that to take place, for more people to know him, then and maybe I would be, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe it maybe caused me to think about it, you know, for a little bit before I just sure. jumped in there with an answer. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, John. I was, I was just going to say the third question in that question that was, that was emailed, um, God has the power. Yeah. To, to stop sin from happening, right? Sure. Um, Stephen, I think you and I, from a previous conversation, even could have been months ago, I, I don't remember at this point, but um, we talked about that God is all-powerful. He does have control over all things, but that doesn't mean he's controlling all things, sure. right? So, um, man, and, and I really appreciated how you handled that uh, question when we were having that conversation, Stephen. So I was going to ask you to, to share a little bit about that. Uh, here, yeah, right I mean, now. I think there's a distinction between um, God being in control of every little thing and God having control over every little, th- every little thing. And I think we have to be careful because we'll make we'll make God the author of evil and we'll make him out to be this terrible person or terrible God if we if we say, well, God is in control of all things. And to say God's in control is certainly biblical, and sure. that's right, and mm-hmm. and that's correct. Um, yep. And it's, so you have to kind of tread this carefully. But for me to think, man, God's in control of me going and sinning, like he's causing me, he's making me go do something wrong, would be inappropriate. Yep. But to say that God has control over this would be very appropriate. Um, to say that like God's in control of the situation, like having control over it is appropriate but um for when something bad happens for me to say well god you did this like Mm -hmm. that's not that's not always okay um and so we have to be very careful with that um and and so god does have the ability to stop sin and he will um and he has control over over that um but he is not forcing and making people sin yeah Uh, that man he hates that Mm-hmm. He does not desire that at all. Um, 
And so he tolerates things, uh, and he allows things to take place. And we did cover this in our, in our previous podcast. He does allow things to take place, and he allows people to sin. Um, but it's not like, man, I just want to allow people to sin. Like, I know it breaks God's heart every time somebody sins, and every time somebody does something wrong. Um, but he does allow it because if he didn't allow it, then no one would ever be saved. Yeah. Because he would eliminate everybody on the face of the earth. Like when was the if, if you if I were to ask our listeners when was the first time you sinned? Uh, well, you know it's too late now because you already did it. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, so uh, we probably don't even remember the first time we sinned, and it just came so naturally to us. We've been doing it all of our lives. Mm-hmm. Well, God would have wiped us out long before we ever had the opportunity. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, and you're right and. In those circumstances when people come and they're hurting and, and they want to blame God for everything that's taking place, um, God allows people the freedom um, to make choices and to suffer consequences based on the choices that you make or based on the choices that somebody else makes. Um, and we suffer at the hands of many people um, throughout our lives. And so, you know, it kind of brings it back to, like, be careful because <laughs> you don't want somebody to suffer because of your own mistakes and your own sins. Sure. Um, but if we're not careful, we'll even make people suffer because of our own rejection of the Lord or our disobedience. And God allows those things, not because he doesn't love us, um, but because we're not robots. And he's given mm-hmm. us the freedom to make the right choices and wrong choices. And he's also provided us with a way to get forgiveness and to receive salvation and to repent. He's provided a way for us to not sin and for us to do what's right. Yeah, there's sort of a both of the like sort of this question kind of works together really well with the with the previous statement of you know why does God create well for His glory and for relationship in the same way that why does He not just eradicate sin is because just like you said and even I think of my own life and I think about people in my life that have not placed their faith in Jesus that I'm praying for and I'm like selfishly I want to say Lord please return you know to be with you is so much better to be here like Paul says Um, but at the same time there's sort of a I look at the people that have not placed their faith in Jesus that like I love and care about and pray for and I'm like please Lord like I want them to be saved I want Mm -hmm. them to have that kind of relationship that I have I want their their security uh, to be uh, you know or their their destiny to be eternally secure and so there's like it's and so it's this nice thing that I think you guys have both pointed out this really great thing about God that he is patient and he wants all people to become saved he wants all people to draw to him and so because of that man he doesn't just wipe us out he doesn't just clear off sin completely he allows it he he waits and he's patient because he still wants people like like you when you were you know 30 years ago to place their faith in Jesus like me to, that you know I don't know, 15 years ago, placed his faith in Jesus. And even I think about passages like uh, Matthew 28 or uh, Romans 10, 14, you know, how will they hear if nobody's Mm -hmm. sent? And so it's like, yeah, he's waiting. He's patiently waiting because his people are being mobilized to go Mm -hmm. and to share the gospel so that no man will perish. I'm glad you said that. I I was actually going to bring this up in a moment. But when, you know, I I said kind of alluded to earlier, I was kind of torn a little bit between like, and I do want God to stop sin, but yet I also want people to, to be saved. And, and don't think for a moment like I, that I don't want Jesus to come back. Like, I want Jesus to come back because I want to see Jesus face to face. Like, I mean, he's my Lord and my Savior. Like, I cannot wait. 
I mean, I long for the day when I get to see him mm-hmm. and when we get to, you know, hang out and be together and I get to bask in his eternal glory and, mm-hmm. uh, and like, man, the heck with everything else. Like, man, that's what yeah. I've been living my life for. Yeah. And I would long for that. Um, and so that creates not like, I mean, it, it's not like, man, Jesus, don't come back because I want to go share the gospel. Like, that's not what I'm saying. What mm-hmm. it actually creates is a, a urgency where it's like, no, Jesus, I do want you to come back, but I also want people to get saved. Therefore, I need to go yeah. and help mm. people get saved. Like, I need to go and share the gospel Amen. and go and spend the rest of my life uh, advancing the gospel and preaching and teaching and witnessing because the reality is Jesus is coming back and there will be an end to sin. And if we think that we can just live our life and just wait on Jesus to come and end sin and not share the gospel, then we do all those people a disservice as well. Yeah. Uh, and so there is a reality to where people don't hear about Jesus and people don't seem to have like the opportunity is the the invitation is given to all mankind, but mm-hmm. not everybody knows about it at sure. this point. You know, there are places in the world where people are dying, going to hell and they don't ever they don't they ever hear the name of Jesus. And so, uh, you know, for me, that drives me to say, man, I want to be I want to be somebody somebody who's sharing and advocating and actually uh I want people to know Jesus, mm-hmm. and I want them to know Jesus before he comes back yeah. um, and before he ends sin. So that they can bring him glory. So that they can bring now. him glory and be in right relationship with Rather him. And later. I see the value yeah. of being in a relationship with him. Mm-hmm. Like, a man, that's changed my life huh. and yours and yours. And, like, you know, uh, and our listeners could attest to this, that they've sure. been changed by Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So a sense of great urgency there. Yeah. No, there's, yeah. So, I, I mean... Uh, any other closing thoughts, Johnny? You got anything, brother? I'm good. All right, Stephen, you got anything? Good. All right. Uh, I feel like we have done a decent job. <laughs> we've tried, at least. If it if it's not good, a valiant effort. Yeah, we've definitely given an effort. You know, we've we know that we've tried. Um, so, uh, just like you know, there's so much more we could say. I say I feel like I say this every time because <laughs> I feel like a lot of the questions that we receive are not like. They're not like just like a quick, you know, a quick. What's up? How you doing? Yeah, you know, it's like, <laughs> oh, good. You know, it's not a quick one, two, and then you're done. There, there's mm-hmm. a lot of layers to it, but uh, but I do feel good about this. I appreciate you guys sitting down with us. Obviously, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, so remember, if you have any questions, uh, just like this person had a question, send it in. Uh, sent us in one. Um, you can email us at thebreakdown at richlandcreek.com. Thebreakdown at richlandcreek.com. I'm looking at Johnny to make sure I've done it correctly. Um, You can send in your questions there. Uh, We would love to answer them. Uh, But until then. I'll say this. We have a new website up and running, so check it out. This guy's plugging himself. No, I'm plugging our website. (laughs) It's new. It's up. It's true. It's a new website. You can get get our podcast from there, correct? Yes, you can. Yeah. RichardCreek.com slash the breakdown. We're evolving. Did you believe it? Slash students or whatever. Check us out. Yeah, slash students. That works too. Check us out on the web. Sure. I always the World Wide Web. I always wanted to say that. The World Wide Web. Web. Yeah. Stephen, you're so tech savvy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. If he, you got it, you got it. You know. Yeah. What I'm <laughs> if you got it, you got it. Yeah, that's good. I had to ask uh, so, what a podcast was. I think. So thank you guys so much for listening. We will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.